Welcome back to the Foul Balls podcast for May 1st, 2018. And we have a lot of games to go through and a lot of really good pitching options because there was a bunch of really shitty pitchers on Monday night. And then Tuesday, we've got almost all of the team's aces going. We've got Max Scherzer, Chris Sale, Clayton Kershaw, Justin Verlander, Noah Syndergaard, all pitching at fairly expensive price tags. So of these guys, who do you want to roster tomorrow, Matt? Well, I think the only pitcher who's facing a really bad offense is Chris Sale. The Royals are one of the worst offenses in baseball. They don't strike out that much, but I think the sample size there might just be a little small. Um, Chris Sale strikes out a lot of guys anyway, so I'm not too concerned about that. And also, Mike Moustakis was injured. Uh, He got hit by a pitch by Eduardo Rodriguez. He probably won't be playing. Uh, I guess we don't know for sure yet, but Sale is my favorite choice because of the matchup. Um, The second strongest matchup is probably Max Scherzer. And I think he's probably my second favorite pitcher. Those are the two most expensive guys, so it's going to be pretty difficult to build lineups with both of them, if not impossible. Um, So how do you plan on sorting through this? Because I don't think we can make any lineups where we use two really, really expensive pitchers. Yeah, so I think going some sort of split between Sale and Scherzer makes sense. Uh, the, The Pirates are definitely a tougher matchup than the Royals, mostly because of how, well, first, the Pirates have a slightly better offense. The Pirates against Reds have a 99 WRC+, plus, but they don't strike out very much, 19.7%. So the Royals also have a weak offense. Uh, I mean, the Royals have a weaker offense, and they also don't strike out a lot. Uh, just the Pirates are more middle of the road. The Royals are just kind of a poor-hitting team. So I, I think I would go towards, like, 50-50 maybe. Of Sale and Scherzer, um, although maybe I want to roster some Cindergard too. Uh, but I would go split exposure to Sale and Scherzer, maybe a little bit of Cindergard, and then look for cheaper options to pair them with. Yeah, so if I had to rank these top five pitchers that are, I guess, the elite choices, I think it's Sale number one, Scherzer number two, Cindergard three, um, Kershaw four, but being a road game in a hitter's park, I don't really like the price for Kershaw. He would be number four. Uh, I hate him less than Justin Verlander. Um, The Yankees sat Aaron Judge on Monday night, but it's possible they sit other guys. Maybe the Yankees are just going to give some of their players days off this week. So if Sanchez or Stanton or both are out, maybe that puts Verlander in play. But it's still a really hard matchup. Like The Yankees would have to be missing two of their four best hitters, I think, to roster Verlander at 11,700. That seems a little contradictory because we kind of like Charlie Morton for not much cheaper um, in a matchup against the Yankees where Judge wasn't playing, but that was more because there just weren't good pitching choices for Monday night. Um, Morton was kind of just the least bad of some of the expensive guys, and with so many good options for Tuesday, I think Verlander is a reach at 11,700. I think Kershaw's a reach, so I would try to make lineups with Sale and Syndergaard because those are the two cheapest of the three we like. Um, it's going to be really hard to do it, though, so we're probably going to have to talk about some cheaper pitching choices. Yeah, I think this is where it gets a little bit tougher to figure out. Uh, so Kyle Hendricks originally was somebody who stood out to me at 7,800. The issue with Hendricks is going to be that, like Monday night, there's a really strong wind blowing out of Wrigley Field. That didn't really equal any offense on Monday night, but generally with the wind blowing out, it does mean a lot of runs in Wrigley. So assuming that holds true, I'm going to be off. Kyle Hendricks. Uh, Sean Newcomb at 7,600 I think is kind of an interesting play. Do you have any opinion on Newcomb? 
Well, he certainly has a ton of upside, but he's got some downside too. Um, his his baseline production, I think, is not enough to warrant too much consideration, uh, especially because he's going on the road against Noah Syndergaard, so the win bonus is very unlikely. And the Mets do have a decent offense against lefties. They've got some good right-handed hitters. Well, have you seen the Mets' stats against left-handed pitching this year? Yeah, I know it's been bad. Cespedes has not had a good start to the year, and Travis Darno is out right now. But I think it'll get better going forward. They have Todd Frazier. They have his Drupal Cabrera. Uh, Wilmer Flores is going to play against lefties. He's good against left-handed pitching. Yeah, I know the Mets have been bad. I mean, you, what's the specific number? I, I just think the sample's a little small to read too much into that. Like, the Red Sox currently have the worst offense in baseball against lefties. So uh, that's if that's any indication of a small sample, then, yeah, I think uh, that shows how kind of skewy the numbers can be this early. Yeah, so the Mets have a 71 WRC plus against lefties and a 26% strikeout rate. Yeah, I mean... They probably won't be above average against lefties. I think they could be average, though. And there's certainly home run potential with Cespedes there and Flores there. Um, they'll be better when Darno comes back. I think Newcomb's worth considering, but there's big downside, too. So he's, he's someone I would want some exposure to, um, but not too much. Because, uh, again, it's, it's going to be really hard for him to get the win. That's semi-important. Um, but the matchup is okay, and his price is kind of cheap. So I think he's fine. So the other cheap pitchers that I think are interesting, my favorite one is probably Nick Tropiano at 6,400. He's pitched pretty well this year, and the Orioles' offense has just not been good at all so far this season. And Jonathan Scope is still out, so I think 6,400 for Tropiano is a good price. Uh, another guy who I think is pretty interesting is Tyson Ross at 7,200 against the Giants in San Francisco, so big pitchers park for him. And... Ross has just pitched significantly better this year than last year. So I think that Ross and Tropiano both make sense as value plays. Do you have interest in either of them? Tropiano, yes, definitely. Ross, I think so. Um, my favorite pitcher, actually, that's cheap, uh, I actually, I wasn't sure at first which Suarez this is because there's been an Alberto Suarez and an Andrew Suarez on the Giants over the last two years. Um, this is Andrew Suarez. He's making his second start of his career, actually, second start of the season. Um, his first time out, he went five and a third innings. I think it was seven strikeouts and no walks. Um, he's pitching in San Francisco at home against the Padres, and he's 5,400. Uh, the fact that he pitched into the sixth inning last game, I think, is a good indication that his pitch count shouldn't be restricted, even though he's a rookie. Uh, Suarez was pretty good in the minors. Not a great strikeout pitcher, but... Um, I think there's enough floor here. There's enough upside because it's the Padres who strike out the most in baseball. Uh, Will Myers is out again, so that's part of why we like Samarja. But Suarez is really cheap. Like, I think that's the strongest value in the cheaper range. Although I do like guys like Newcomb and Tropiano a bit more and some Tyson Ross. It's just uh, Suarez is a lot cheaper than those guys. Yeah, so Suarez, uh, yeah, I mean, can't really argue with, I, I can't really argue with that because it is really cheap. You should at value. I don't oh, – never mind. Chad Cool's on the road. I, I was thinking Pittsburgh was on, so I don't like Chad Cool 5,600. Uh, yeah, Suarez at 5,400 I also think is a fine value play, especially if we're going to want to roster some more expensive hitters with the, with the pitching combination. If you put in, let's see, Suarez and Scherzer together, leaves about 4,000 in average salary for the leftover spot, so – I think that would be doable to roster some of the offenses we like. Uh, are there any other pitchers that you want to bring up? 
No, I think that's it. But just for one more point of reference on Suarez compared to Tyson Ross, the, the Giants are favored in the game, and Suarez is significantly cheaper than Ross. Uh, so unless the Vegas line is substantially off for some reason, there's there's odds value there. And uh, I think that does matter. Although I, I got one thing wrong on Suarez. He's left-handed. I thought he was right-handed. Um, so that is a little bit more difficult against the Padres, but that also probably means that Will Myers' absence matters more. Um, and they also don't have Hunter Renfro right now. So I don't know. Do you think it's better to be a left-handed pitcher right now against the Padres or a right-handed pitcher? Uh, probably a lefty. Yeah, the only guy to really be scared of that's a right-handed batter on the Padres right now is uh, Christian Villanueva. Like, I don't... There, there's no one really else. Like, they had Will Myers and Hunter Renfro... With Villanueva there also, those three guys I think are good enough where it would actually maybe even be a tough matchup for a lefty. But with the current injury situation, it's not at all tough for a left-handed pitcher. Do we know how many pitches Suarez threw in his first start? Let me try to find it. He... Yeah, I don't know where I'm going to be able to find it. Um, uh, I got... He threw, he threw 83 pitches. So that, that's maybe a little bit of a concern. Yeah, he he actually also um, he gave up four runs in the five and a third innings, so he might have just been taken out because he was giving up runs. I think that's certainly possible. Like if he's pitching well, he should throw more pitches than that. Yeah, let's see. Uh, let's his minor league stats. He made three starts in the minors this year, and he only threw sixteen innings in those starts. Uh, last year, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I, the reason, the one reason I would say that Ross could be a better play than Suarez, even with the price, is just because of, uh, I think that there's a better chance Ross goes deep into the game, but I, I, I think that both are fine plays. Um, yeah, any other cheap pitchers that you would have interest in rostering, or no? No, I was going to mention Matt Boyd, but I'll just I'll just do that. I'll just mention him. We're not going to talk about Matt Boyd. Yeah, uh, we've mentioned all the cheap pitchers that I have interest in rostering. Okay, so moving into offenses, I think there's two really strong offensive spots, and these are the only two teams that I really want to stack for this slate, and that is the St. Louis Cardinals are at home against a personal favorite, James Shields, and then we have the Los Angeles Angels at home against Alex Cobb, who's been... A ridiculous gas can this year. I'll bring up his numbers really quick. But of those two offenses, Matt, which one do you think is the better spot? Uh, I'm just trying to figure out the pricing of the hitters we're going to have the most exposure to. The Angels are a little bit weird. They change up their batting order a lot. They have a lot of players with multi-position eligibility. We don't know if Otani is going to be batting. I'm guessing he's not. Um, Trout's expensive, but the rest of the Angels are actually pretty underpriced. So I think I like the Angels for expected output more. Um, LA's been playing, I mean, it's really hard to gather anything from park data this early in the season, but they did lower the fences. There was a tangible change where they shortened the walls. Um, and I think the Angels are just a better offense than the Cardinals. Uh, and Alex Cobb might be worse than James Shields right now. He's clearly not healthy. He's been throwing slower this year. His command is way off. Like, I think this is pretty similar to a Chris Tillman situation where we have a pitcher who's only fairly recently removed from being kind of okay, just an average major league starter, but had a pretty massive shoulder injury and it just isn't right and may never be right again. So I prefer the Angels to the Cardinals, but yeah, it's James Shields. He's awful. So it's I think the way I'm viewing the exposure is going to be 
50% Angels, 25% Cardinals, and there's a third team that I'm going to get to uh, after you weigh in here. But, uh, yeah, the Angels are my favorite offense for this slate. Yeah, so uh, here we got Alex Cobb stats in three starts this year, 13.11 ERA, a 6.87 FIP. He is allowing a 21.4% home run to fly ball rate. He's only striking out 3.09 hitters per nine innings. He's not generating any swing and misses, basically 5.3%. He was only at 6.7% last year. So I, I do prefer the Angels to the Cardinals, but for me, those are the only two teams that I want to stack. So what is the other team that you're looking to roster? Well, it's actually not just one team. It's kind of a whole other game where maybe I'd have split for the last 25% between these two. Um, so Homer Bailey versus Chase Anderson in Cincinnati. It's two pretty bad pitchers. Chase Anderson's been throwing slower this year and hasn't been very good. Um, I think the Reds are a really strong contrarian option. Like, ownership's not going to matter too much on 14-game slates, but I think the Reds could have, like, 1% to 2% ownership in a hitter's park against a pitcher who's home run prone. Um, and then the Brewers against Bailey. Bailey's ERA is lower than what it should be this year. He's not getting strikeouts. He's still walking guys. Um, the prices on those teams also, let me just double check. Cause I thought they were pretty reasonable. Um, yeah, Eric Thames is the most expensive player in the game, but he's currently hurt. Um, Shedler's still below 4,000. Jeanette may be playing. He's below 4,000. Uh, I think the Reds are a good contrarian option. I think the Brewers might have a little bit of ownership. So I do prefer the Reds as the contrarian pick. Um, I'm guessing that you won't have much interest in this game because, the expected output probably isn't as high as the Angels or Cardinals, but we should also talk about the uh, Wrigley game, right? Yeah, so the Wrigley game, the wind is going to be blowing out. It's actually expected to be blowing out even harder than it was on Monday. We have, looks like about 20-mile-per-hour winds blowing out to center field. It was more like in the 15-mile-per-hour range on Monday. So the difference between the pitchers on Tuesday night and Monday night is that there's better pitchers. Like, I think Kyle Hendricks is probably better than John Lester, and I think that John Gray is better than Kyle Freeland. So I think that because of the win, there is a lot of upside. I just prefer the spots in Los Angeles and St. Louis because those pitchers are so much worse. Well, because of the wind, the pitchers could give up runs early, and then it just could be an early bullpen game, and that would create a lot more upside. But the hitters aren't priced up for the wind, and they're actually priced down for the pitchers. So basically everyone is cheaper than they were on Monday night. Um, Hendricks does put a lot of balls in play, so it is more of a concern for him uh, because he's not really a strikeout pitcher, and any fly ball in Wrigley conditions where the wind is blowing out has a chance to be a homer. Um, so if you can afford expensive plugs, like I think Blackman and Arenado are really good plays. I don't have too much interest in Story because he's terrible against righties, but... I think uh, Carlos Gonzalez is 3,700. That's a strong value play. He just came off the DL. He made a pinch hit appearance Monday night. So I would guess he starts on Tuesday. Um, and then from the Cubs, Anthony Rizzo is still really cheap. So maybe this isn't a stack spot, but I think targeting the guys with home run potential is worth doing. Um, I probably won't have much of the Cubs guys overall because John Gray does strike a lot of guys out, and that is going to mitigate some of the wind effect if the ball is just not being put in play. But 4,100 for Rizzo, 4,400 for Schwarber, 38 for Contreras. Um, I think that's about it. But there's certainly a lot of upside for those guys. Yeah, I, I would say this. I think that where they make most sense for me is going to be in plugs. 
just because there's so many games on the slate, and I, I just think that the safest bet for offense is going to be the Cardinals and the Angels. Uh, but I, I definitely see the upside in those offenses just because the wind is blowing out. So, yeah, that that's probably about it. I mean, there are 14 games here. There are certainly other bad pitchers. Um, you mentioned before we started Matt Koch against the Dodgers, but without Corey Seager, I don't really think that spot is too appealing. Um, is there anyone else? I'm just kind of scanning these other games because I that that might just be it. Yeah, I mean, there's Homer Bailey. Uh, yeah, that'll probably be a pretty a pretty popular spot because the Brewers were popular on Monday. Well, nobody be that popular because there's 14 games and a lot of bad pitchers. Uh, so just keep it simple. I'll just reiterate. I like the Angels and the Cardinals offenses. Yeah, the Angels are the priority for me too. I think the Reds as an alternative option after the Angels and Cardinals makes sense. Maybe some Brewers and maybe some of the Wrigley game, but it's going to be pretty limited. Uh, most of these games we're not going to be touching at all. All right, so that is going to finish today's podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at GIronBirdDFS. Matt's Twitter handle is at PreachingSense, and we'll be back for Wednesday's slate.